When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Gerald Borgay. And we've got Jock Landale in the house with us as well. Happy Wednesday, guys. How you doing? I'm tired, well. but I'm doing well. great. Jock, how was, uh, how was the trip back? How's everybody doing? Um, yeah, it was okay. I think that uh, we've definitely got some stuff we need to figure out. And there was, there was a... There was a disappointment that we didn't hold up our end of the bargain, which was, you know, getting the, getting at least one win. That's kind of what we went in there planning to do. Um, and, and, and and anytime you don't get that done, you know, you feel a little bit like you've let yourself down in the first round, uh, in the first, you know, two-game period of, of the playoffs. But um, I think we're, we're in good stead to kind of bounce back here and, 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 and get the, you know, the next two at home. So that's the plan. Yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of were anticipating at the very least a split um, in Denver with the Suns and the Nuggets, but it happens. I don't know that we're all entirely down and out. I don't recommend getting on social media, though, just because it is playoff basketball and the emotions <laughs> run really high. But, like, how oh, yeah. how are you approaching this? Like, how is Monty approaching this and the team? Like, what was practice like behind closed doors in terms of just, like, making sure that the morale stays high? Um. Today, I think I think yesterday he kind of let, let us be, um, you know, needed to given we've got this much time off and we've got some pretty high high minute uh, and volume players at the minute. But um, today we kind of came in and we just, you know, there was a freshness about us and and, and I think that that was good to see. Um, we uh, the, the message the message really was that you know you've you've got to you've got to see it you've, you know you've got to see us winning this playoff series you've got to see us walking out of you know Phoenix to get on a flight back to Denver with the series tied two two um, like you've got to believe that that's that's where we're headed and, and and I think everyone in that gym does believe that and you know that's most important for us um, look they gave us one hell of a running out there in Denver I think that they played bloody well. Um, and, and we didn't, especially that second game. You know, people, yeah, social media can be brutal right now. I totally agree with that. But, um, you know, people seem to have forgotten how well we played defensively against them. You know, we held them to, to 98, 97 points in that second game and our shots just weren't dropping. So we, we certainly are still figuring out um, offensively how to play with each other, which is crazy given that it's the playoffs, but that's the reality of our situation. And, and I think once we figure that out, and I think that we're really putting a lot of time into that right now, it'll, it'll you know, get pretty scary. So um, that was kind of the message today was, you know, we're, we're still in good stead. Um, we've just got to figure a couple of things out fast and there, there is an urgency about it. You know, we all, we all understand that as well. So, um, you know, I think that these next two games will be really good for us. I wanted to ask you about game two before we get to kind of because I know Devin Booker addressed the team afterwards. But when you look at a game like that, because like you said, you guys defended so well, your offense was running it, at least from my perspective, a lot smoother and with more intention than it looked like in game one. So when yep. you come up short in a game like that, is it just do you find encouragement and like if we just have an average shooting night, we win that game? Or is it kind of in the moment a little demoralizing that like, man, we played a lot better and we didn't get the job done? Um, I think at the time it's demoralizing because you're like, geez, we, you know, I felt like we defended really well that entire game and it was like, mm -hmm. damn, how are, we, how are we down 10 points? How do we only score 85 points as the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns? Mm -hmm. um, so so that, that part of it was a little, little demoralizing for me. I can only speak uh, personally, but... Then you kind of step back, you run the game back, you look at, you know, we had some wide open shops we did not capitalize on and that's unlike us. Um, and, and, and then we, you know, 
we 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 took some tough shots that were the option there were other options out on the floor that were wide open so there was a couple of misreads that we made as well and you know that was on all of us so um you know we've we've got to do a better job on the boards that's plain and simple one of the keys to winning right now i mean we've broken down the rebounding numbers um in depth you know going into every game and whichever team wins the rebounding wins the game and you know that whole game we were winning the boards until the fourth quarter mm. and we were pretty much winning that whole game until the fourth quarter so it's just the correlation there is like pretty pretty um eye-opening and and we you know we need to take care of that portion and it's tough because you know they've got some elite rebounders and they send a lot of guys to the offensive boards um and then you know on the defensive boards like you know, speaking from experience as an offensive rebounder, um, they got three guys blocking out one, like one or two guys come, you know, at a time. So it, it is tough to kind of snag our boards on them. So they're just a really well-drilled team that's been doing it together for a long time. And um, yeah. I, I wanted to ask about the, the Booker thing because I had asked him after the game what the level of confidence was heading back to Phoenix, obviously on your own home turf now. Uh, they say a playoff series doesn't start until the road team wins one. Um, and yeah. this is what he had to say after the game. I love it. Um, I just love playoff basketball. That's the first thing I said when I got in the locker room. Like, you, you just have to love this shit, embrace it. Um, there's not many people that get the chance to do what we're doing, play in the highest level of basketball. So compete at the highest level. Don't forget to have fun with it get after every time we get a chance and, and money had said after the game like we wouldn't be where we are today if we didn't have book in those moments letting everybody know like even before i walk in the room what we're capable of doing and uh he was bringing up the bubble actually like we've been in a situation where we need to win every game before um so that's been here since you know my first year here just how how is a message like that received when you've got your leaders in a tough moment like that um you know, pulling on these different reference points and saying like, you, you have to embrace the difficulty of this situation. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's big time for us because book someone that's underspoken a little bit and, um, you know, he goes through patches in the, in the regular season where he's just, he just handles business and he lets the guys who are, uh, you know, a little more vocal in the locker room be vocal, you know? So, so a lot of the time we hear from, we hear from Chris, throughout the year we and you know during the game and all that stuff and uh, KD and Booker are two blokes that you know speak when really feel they really feel like it's it's necessary and um, when, when when he speaks like everyone listens because you know it's 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 not often that we get those kinds of messages from him but when he does give them and when he when he when he does speak up he's making extremely valid points and um, you know, he uh, like you listen to that because he is one of our leaders, and I think that like the the level of weight that that kind of carries in those moments is huge. So you know, when you when someone like him, who we all know has an extreme level of confidence, starts to kind of push that on the rest of the team, it does give it does get you amped up. It does you know give you a degree of confidence that maybe you might have let slip a little bit. I mean, I, I, I personally hadn't. I still feel like we're in good stead in this series, even though we're down 2-0. But, um, you know, that's 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 Book. Like, he's, he's someone that doesn't speak up all the time. But when he does, like, you, you certainly, you know, pay attention and, and, and take what he says in stride. What's the confidence level for yourself right now? Because in game two, we saw you come in in that fourth quarter and immediately make an impact. You had three fouls right away. You drew three fouls right away. You got an offensive rebound. Um, people in our chat are talking about how they love the energy that you've been playing with. What's your approach to this uh, second round here, knowing that sometimes your minutes can fluctuate? Yeah, I mean, minutes can fluctuate through the whole season. I think that my situation this year has certainly showed that. Um, but you know, the the mindset just always stays the same. It's it's you know, I really try and get up and about and stay involved in um, you know in in the game, in the chat, in the um, you know in the scout conversations, just all of that stuff because I never know when my number will be called, and that's the reality of the situation with me with me and Bismack. Um, so, you know, 
Yeah, I, I don't think that anything ever, ever changes for me. Whether I know I'm playing, whether I don't know I'm playing, I'm always kind of ready to roll because things can just change at the drop of the hat. And I think this series, I match up really well with Denver. And I think that um, the coaching staff's realizing that. And so that that's uh, that that's handy. And, um, you know, for me, it's I always play with that that degree of intensity and, and, and energy and effort. And that's just kind of I feel like that's just my culture and where I'm from and kind of how I was raised. So um you know i'll never really like let off in that regard no matter what and i think that that plays well for us against denver just you know throwing three bigs at 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 yoke and um you know if i can be the one that kind of comes in and just crashes the glass every time and runs the floor hard every time and just try and wear him down a little bit i think that helps us in the grand scheme of things so um yeah we'll see what happens going forward i don't i can't really speak on that too much because it's out of my control but I think that I think the other night was kind of a good step forward in in that direction. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that because I, I feel like this series, I feel like last series was a good series for you as well in terms of punishing small ball. Now we see Denver doing that with the bench unit. Um, just like how how do you feel that you match up in those scenarios? Monty was saying today he didn't feel like they did a good job of using you to attack those mismatches when you get switched mm-hmm. because you are very aggressive on ceiling when you get a mismatch put on you. So how do you kind of view this matchup? Yeah, I mean, there certainly were some times that I was wide open under the basket or I had a had a guy pinned in a really favorable position last game and we didn't we didn't we, we didn't capitalize on that. And that was you know, the guys who didn't get me the rock came up and said something and so I think that everyone realizes that that, that opportunity's there and it's going to continue to be there. So then it kind of comes down to, you know, me making sure I get them in the right position and, and, and just kind of punish those opportunities. I think I did it a little bit in game one. Mm-hmm. Um, game two, I was missed, but that's just kind of the flow of basketball. You can't, like, I'll never hate on someone for making a read that they feel is right in real time because we all make, you know, incorrect reads. It's a, it's a game of, you know, significant variables and um, it's it's a split-second split decision. But at the same time, this is playoffs. Like, well, there is the, the, the margin for error has to be tiny and, you, you know, you can't afford to make mistakes like that. Otherwise, you know, you find yourself in the in the hole that we're, we're in. So um, it's definitely something that, you know, is a focal point and um you know Mont's right there's there was a couple missed opportunities last game but i don't hold that against anyone and um we we kind of hashed it out in the last couple of days so um yeah we'll see what happens going forward denver might very well change that you know that tactic um but yeah it's 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 something that i feel as though will work when you know when we really put a lot of you know attention to it so if it's not, you know, getting a deep seal and, and, and scoring, it's, you know, someone putting up a shot and then I'm kind of battling on the boards with a small. So it's it's something that's favourable for me and I think that I've kind of done a great job and, and of hitting that all year. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've seen some funny comments on social media about yeah. it, but, um, yeah, there are some there are some idiots out there. But Yes, <laughs> yes there are. Um, yeah, no, nah, I, I definitely feel good about that. Um, that scenario and we'll, we'll continue to kind of, you know, focus on that as a team and, and hopefully in this game we can capitalize on it. Well, I can tell you the comments in our chat are pretty great right now. Yes. They're actually they're, <laughs> not that you need a confidence boost, but you, but if you did, the comments in the chat are pretty great. Uh, there's a couple, I'll read them to you. Right. Uh, some people have been saying, obviously love the energy you're playing with. You need all the minutes you came in and made a statement. Uh, our, Love for you will never waver, uh, never fluctuate, I mean, specifically. We all have faith. Again, Jock should be getting all the minutes. So you're getting a lot of love in the chat. If you did need a confidence boost, there you go, Jock. Appreciate that chat. Appreciate that chat. All right. So not to take us down a negative path here after all of that love you just got from the chat, but we do have to talk about Chris Paul because that's the unfortunate thing that came from game two. We got news from the Suns that he does have a groin strain and he is considered day to day by them. Sham Sharania though shared that he'll be reevaluated in in a week, regardless of what that timeframe looks like for Chris Paul coming back, whether it's maybe by Friday, maybe by Sunday, or maybe not. How are you approaching having to fill in the gaps as a team if he doesn't play? Yeah, I mean, losing CP is is it's it's a it's a style of play, and it's a it's an individual that you can't really replace. I mean, 
he is the point guard for a reason and and you know he's unbelievable when it comes to you know how he sets the table for us so it's just, he does so much more than what's you know on the stat sheet and what people see in a game he you know he talks through every scenario on the bench and he reads the game 10 steps ahead so it's somebody that you know when you lose him even when people think he's not playing well it's an individual that just keeps this team ticking along at such a high rate and he's so much more than just you know what he does on court uh so we're going to need him we're going to need him every game and so even though he's out he's still going to be someone who's in our ears and you know he's telling us what to do what reads to make what he's seeing on the court and that stuff in real time is a lot better when he's out there but at the end of the day we still get him to court side to kind of talk us through that so he's someone that's invaluable in the locker room and on the bench as well as on the court but you know now now we now we turn the pace up big time i think that's that's kind of where our team heads now we 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 play a high pace of basketball and try and beat them like that because we're not going to be able to you know not to take away from any other players on our team because i think that the guys that will fill his position are still incredible players and and all of that but um you know i think that the 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 advantage we can take from this is now we get to play with at a seriously high pace and, and just try and run denver as much as possible um so, you know, we, we see if we can fill in the gaps and I don't think we really will be able to fill in those gaps that he leaves us, but we can we can change our style or style of play a little bit and see if that's favourable. And I think it might very well be favourable against Denver. So, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's someone that you can't, you know, you can never miss enough. But uh, at the end of the day, we're, we're all NBA players and we're all highly talented NBA players. There's a reason that we're in the position we're in and, um, you know, you can't sleep on any of the other guys that will be stepping on the court. Yeah, and for those who have not seen the updates on Twitter today um, from practice, Monty was saying, you know, they're grateful that he didn't tear it or it was anything where he's done for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the Suns are still labeling him as day-to-day. Obviously, his two prior injuries this season were day-to-day and they were a little bit longer, but um, they're, they, Monty was saying they are optimistic he could return at some point. Um, just because of the way he's fighting to get back. Um, and, you know, obviously Chris is is frustrated with this type of thing. Monty was saying, you train your whole career for these types of moments. Um, yeah. But, Jock, what was his kind of demeanor as, as far as – because I, I have to imagine, like, this has happened to him so many times. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, at this stage of his career, he's running out of those opportunities to get where he wants to go. But at the same time, Monty also said he's very optimistic about – where this team is and their ability to compete in this series without him. So what was his kind of demeanor like? Yeah, it was, it was very much so like, don't put all your attention on me. Let's just worry about the next game. So I think that he's, uh, he's really not trying to like, you know, take the, take the spotlight and put it on himself. He's, he's don't worry about me. Let's just get the job done because no one wants this more than Chris Paul. It was just, you know, it was like he said before the playoffs started, no one wants it more than him. And, and, you know, he understands that he's, you know, he's, you know, he's aging in his career. Um, so he's really not trying to take away from, from, from the progress that, you know, that we need to make in the next couple of days to beat the Denver Nuggets. And um, I can just say that like walking into the facility today, he's, he's, you know, He's not being obnoxious and up and about and all of that stuff, but he's just being Chris Paul. You know, he's mm-hmm. getting in there, he's doing his work, he's getting his treatment. He's out on the talk, to, uh, out on the court, talking to guys as we go through. You know, kind of a little bit of scout and film, and um, he's just being him. So uh, he's really not changing a whole lot. Um, you know, when I when I walked into the locker room, he was there. You know, shaking everyone's hand, like "Let's go next game," all that kind of jazz, and. Um, you know, that's just a sign of, you know, being a good leader and who he, who he is. So, um, you know, Chris is going to be Chris. And, and as I said, that's, that's someone who's not going to sulk about this thing. He's, you know, there are bigger things at play than himself. And um, he's going to make sure that we're already going into the next game without him. You know, if there was any player who really personified the never too high, never too low ism that always <laughs> comes out of sports, specifically basketball, yep. I feel like it's Chris Paul. Yeah, like 100%. I, I, uh, yeah, right. It's just like, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's who CP3 is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 100%. he's good to have 100%. on your squad. You know, in spite of Chris Paul's injury and you know being down two in this series, not only do the fans feel like this is still a winnable round, but 
BetMGM has you guys favored for Friday night's game by four and a half today. Okay. Last night after the Chris Paul news, it was three and a half. Today it jumped to four and a half. So that's good news. We are all feeling good, feeling confident. Of course, being back at home in front of the hometown crowd, which I do have a question about that one, Jock, mm-hmm. because... And Gerald, you were there too, and you kind of mentioned it. But Jock, from your perspective, there were a lot of reports saying that the fan base in in Denver, like the crowd, like it was loud and it was engaged. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like poo-poo all over them. But it wasn't what I think a lot of people were expecting for a playoff crowd. It was a little bit yeah. more relaxed for a playoff crowd. How would you compare what you've seen so far, uh, playoff basketball in Phoenix, the crowd, to what you saw in Denver? Um, what's th- it's honestly, it's night and day. Um, I feel as though, I feel as though game one Denver crowd was pretty impressive. Like when we walked out on the court, it was like packed and roaring, and the you know people are yelling at us and all that kind of stuff. So their their, their first game was like pretty decent, mm. but the second game we went out there with whatever it is like sixteen on the clock, and there might have been like a quarter of the fan base in that in that arena. Like it was, it really felt like there was like thousands and thousands of empty seats which eventually, you know, filled up a little bit, but like, it was just like a late start. I feel as though when we walk out and uh, and start warming up with 20 on the clock in Phoenix, that place is like bumping. So mm. the Phoenix fan base, again, it's, 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 it's got to be top three, uh, if not, you know, top two in the in the entire NBA. And um, I've really appreciated that the fan base this year because it makes makes it so much more enjoyable playing in front of a hostile and um, upbeat crowd. And and uh, you know, you compare them to the Clippers fan base, and it's night and day. Like we take that one by a country mile. You compare it to Denver, it's night and day. We take that one by a country mile as well. So. I can only imagine that it gets more and more intense as the rounds go on and, and I'm looking forward to Friday night because they've done a phenomenal job all season long and, and especially in that uh, in that first round against the Clippers, I, I felt the intensity of it and you know the love here in Phoenix definitely runs deep. So this is by far one of the best fan bases I've ever played in front of in the world and um, I look forward to seeing him kind of grow rowdier and rowdier as the, as the rounds go on. Yeah, so two things for everyone watching and listening right now to get you ready for game three on Friday. Of course, first and foremost, you got to download that BetMGM app and get in all of your bets right now. Like I said, they have uh, the Suns favored for Friday night's game by four and a half. If you haven't signed up, make sure you download the app and use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. And then, of course, if you want to be a part of that home crowd on Friday for Game 3, check out Game Time. They've got the tickets for you. You can snag tickets without the stress when you use Game Time. All you have to do is download the Game Time app, create an account. Again, use that code PHNX for $20 off your first order. Right now, you can get in the door for $91. And that's upper level. Right now, there's also a special deal lower level where I think you can get it, yeah, two seventy nine for lower level. Okay. So ninety one dollars will get you in the door. Two seventy nine will get you a little bit closer to the action. But game time is where it at. Again, terms do apply, but make sure you download game time, create an account, redeem that code PHNX for twenty dollars off. One more time, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Um, I'm really surprised with they went down since Monday. I think on Monday it was like what 129 was the lowest ticket, and yeah. now it's 91 dollars. So y'all really have no excuses to be mm-hmm. a part of that hometown uh, crowd. Get out there, cheer on Jock and the rest of his teammates. Uh, Jock, one more little nugget of confidence for you from the chat here. Sai sent us a 20 dollars super chat and said. Don't you ever leave us, Jock. <laughs> Very matter of fact, don't you dare, Jock. If, 
If I can avoid it, I, I won't. I love it here. I love it here. <laughs> Good. All right. So, listen, there's been a lot of heavy conversation. And, uh, of course, you know, here at PHNX, we like to have a little bit of fun. So, Jock, we figured... What better to do on a Wednesday afternoon <laughs> than have a snake draft of the best superpowers? Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what we're going to do. And I know you seemed really excited about this when we mentioned it before the show started. We're going to let you pick yep. first since you are the guest. Then Gerald and I did rock, paper, scissors. He's going to go second. I'm going to go third. So that is the order. Jock, whenever you are ready, you lead us Have off with your what first pick. Jock, did you just pull out notes? Yes. Have, have we have we told them? I don't think we told them what the snake draft is for. I thought I did, but if not, it's for best superpowers. Yes. Okay. So this will be fun. Oh, I love his graphic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's quality. Um, geez, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually struggling with my first pick here. Really? You think with, that? I'm gonna go with shape shifting. Okay. 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 Yep, that's my number one pick. Okay, so we got shapeshift. Shapeshifting is a great power. Yeah. I am very ecstatic that my number one was on the board. I'm going to go with teleportation. Oh, that's what I would have taken number mm. one, too. I mean, Nightcrawler is just like objectively one of the coolest X-Men. Yeah. And oh my God, to just eliminate having to travel anywhere, car or plane, God, <laughs> sign me up for that. And just like instantly be somewhere else, yes. 100%. I would totally do that in a heartbeat. All right, so my first pick here is going to be time travel. Oh, wow. I feel like you You're could... You're going to destroy the world, Listen, <laughs> there is a good possibility if I was a superhero, I would be a bad one. Okay? Oh, like, man. we all know that already. But I'm also yeah. very much with the idea of working smarter, not harder. And I feel like time travel can make that... Like, it makes your oh. life so easy. I feel if it's like, not teleportation, it's definitely time travel. I feel like you a thousand percent would not respect the flow of time. No, hundred percent. We not. would be living in a dystopian, <laughs> <laughs> terrible thing. Just the first time you go back in time. Maybe, maybe not. I guess right. we'll have to wait and find out. And then with my second pick here, mm -hmm. I'm gonna take. Uh, and I might. I don't know. Power mimicry. Does that count? It's to like absorb another. No, I'm, veto I'm vetoing that. Absolutely but it not. says that's right here at the end of the day no. of all the great superpowers, none are as great as power mimic. Yeah, that's no, like, no. It's on the list. That's like drafting colors of the rainbow and saying you want the whole damn rainbow. You're but it's happy. on the list. That's yeah, like well when said. the genie well offers said. you a Great wish job. and asks for 99 more wishes. Wow. Jock, you're really going <laughs> to veto vetoed. that too? You've been okay. vetoed. Veto that. Yep. That's wow. Tom, that. We've put wow. her whole draft board in shambles. <laughs> uh, you have. I think that you. I think you lose that pick as well. <laughs> you just get punished. The commissioner's like, coming in hot. It's like tampering. Listen, when I googled it, it popped up as one, so I feel like it should at least be an option. But I'll I'll play along. Okay. I'll play along. Okay. How? You guys are gonna hate me if I throw this one out oh, there because there's a power okay. absorption too. So okay. I won't even go that route. Okay. Um. How about? Uh, let's see. Where did it go? Immortality? Can I have that? Yeah, you Damn, can. Damn, that was my next one. All right, okay. that's what I'm taking. Sorry, Jack. You see, that's okay. what happens when you veto. That's so, what happens. So <laughs> immortality slash invincibility, that's what we're... Sure. Okay, okay. Um, no, that's a good one. I am going to go with, uh... I mean, telekinesis is okay. pretty, like, just move shit with your mind. I feel like that could come yeah, in handy a lot. Uh, I've watched too many Star Wars movies, but yeah, I'm going to go with telekinesis. Okay. Uh, I think an obvious one which is being left on the table right now is is like ability to fly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely I think that's just a no-brainer. And a because one. I get to uh, because I get to get the next one and snake it back, I'm mm -hmm. going to pretty much become uh, Superman and I'm going to go with superhuman strength. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah, right. Jock is building quite a superhero here. Okay. Um, yep. I, this is also one that you need to be a very responsible person to have, but I feel like I Gerald would, be would make such a good ethical. superhero. You guys, I would. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with telepathy. Okay, that's so a good one. Because like I can, if I can read as a reporter, if I could like 
read minds and then ask the perfect question that would be such an advantage to have even just not even you would a also have all the scoops it would and be, nobody would know who your source i would was. have to approach it no very question. ethically. i'd have to approach it very ethically but i think yeah. i could do that so i'm gonna do telepathy okay all right all right now i feel like you guys are gonna question all of my picks here <laughs> but am i allowed to pick reality warping so like it says like right astral here projection kind of thing like I mean, like what Mysterio does. In, I'm sorry. I don't know, I don't just, know why I'm I even just, referenced that. Like yeah, you like, would know what like the fuck. I, I'm <laughs> so like where you, you like, basically can manipulate reality. Okay. So like the Suns have eight championships right now. Snap but of the fingers. Like, you got it. There you go. Oh, so you're just like Thanos, like changing. I thought you meant more like an illusion. Like I don't know. It literally says to make the ability so hard, to manipulate reality yeah. itself. Hmm. It also says it's one of those powers that could be corrupt, that could corrupt an ordinary person. So. Oh yeah. No, I feel you... like I feel like I feel like reality warping is kind of on the same time as uh, uh, on the same along the same lines of uh, time travel. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is because okay. you could totally manipulate reality by going back in time. So are we? Yeah. Are we yes or knowing this selection? <sighs> I don't want to be a dick because we've already turned down one of you. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. But... It's fine. I'm used to it by now. But. Yeah, yeah I'm say no. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> I let Jock say it first just so I was covered. <laughs> Y'all are terrible. Absolutely terrible. Okay. Um, does magic count as a superpower? It's on the list. I'm just going off of the list, Gerald. I'm not a superhero person. I'm going off of the list and the definitions it's giving me on the internet. It just feels like magic is like another word for superpower. Oh. Like I need you to be more specific. Well, with the, the, spe- the specifics say an ancient practice rooted in ritual, spiritual and or cultural lineage with the intention right. to invoke, <laughs> manipulate or otherwise manifest supernatural forces, beings or entities. Right. Say but, a little far. but I need you to be like more specific about what type of magic. Is it like summoning? Is it like cursing people? Is it like. OK, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go shape shifting. We that was Josh's oh, first pick. Dang it. That was right. You did pick that one first. Fine. I'm going to go invisibility. That's a good one. There. That's invisibility. One. There you go. <laughs> that was my and next pick, so that's a good one. Shoot. Because all of the ones that I want that are on this list on the internet uh-huh. are going to be vetoed, uh-huh. I will just go with x-ray vision. Okay. Because you can't veto that. Because that's one of the basics. No, you can't veto that. You're going to be the most like immoral superhero. That was the plan all along. You're going to be like the boys, like one of those. I wanted to be like the team of superheroes, but individually. Okay. Um. So I'm going to go with. Ooh, this is tough. I feel like I would pick superhuman speed, but I can already teleport, so I don't really like need superhuman speed. Okay. So I'm going to go with. <laughs> Hmm, this is tough. I'm going to go with the ability to control water. Okay, that's a good one. I, I'll, I'll leave the other elements on the board because I could have been a jerk and just said elemental whatever, yeah. but I'll stick with yeah. water. The avatar? I would have yeah, vetoed that exactly. one. I, I want to be the avatar. That's my superpower. <laughs> well, given that I have two picks again, I'm basically going to just become a shape-shifting Superman and I'm going to run with super... Uh, Wait, I'm going to do superhuman speed. Okay. Okay. And then, geez, I don't even know what to call it, but the thing where the laser beams shoot out of my eyes, what is that? Uh, uh, like heat ray vision? Heat ray vision. Okay. I mean, that's kind of fun. Uh, Superman. And that's not bad. Pretty much. Both of us are extremely attractive, but I just feel like it's, you know, that, that correlation is right there. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, oh boy. There's a lot of good ones on the board still. Um, I mean, so if you're invincible, are, are healing powers, is that too close? No, I think that's different enough. Cause you could, different. cause as an invincible person, I can't heal somebody else. Right. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I think you could take that. Okay. I'm going to do healing powers for okay. my last one. And then for my last one, since you took the water uh-huh. shenanigans, I'm going to take 
like what ma whatever Magneto's thing is. Oh, magnetism. Magnetism. Okay, I okay. don't know what his superpower is actually called, but I'm gonna take that one because I feel like that worked out pretty well in his favor. At times, yeah. And then if you add in some of the other things that I already have on my list, I feel like I'm pretty well rounded here. Yeah. Okay. So so, so Jock has shape shifting flight. Can I, super I, can I change one of mine? Is that possible right now? It depends on which one you want to change. Yeah. How are you changing it? I don't want to change shape shifting. Okay. Your number one pick, you're changing your number one pick. Okay. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is. Because I'm just I'm trying to think like what, what would what would bode well with all of my other four ones? Uh -huh. And I've decided that just like the ability to accent, access 100% of my brain, so just being like extremely high okay. levels of intelligence okay. would be my other. Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of want to change everything to just extreming intelligence. Okay, so then can I take shape shifting in place of invisibility? Oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna no. say yes. Shane says yes. Oh my god, all right. Shane says yes. Well, which one are you replacing on yours? Invisibility okay. with shape shifting. Okay, so you are gonna be shape shifting instead of invisible, and he... brain. Uh, I'm not just putting brain, <laughs> brain. on a graphic. That's not the super. Um, <laughs> what would we call that? Hyper intelligence. Sure, I guess. I yeah. don't know. You guys have to decide what to call that one because I don't know. Okay. And then. Basically, I just know. I'm just all knowing. Yeah, all knowing, I guess, could be a good one. Oh, omnipotence. Oh, that's, there we go. That's a better word. There okay. we go. All right, Chad, so wait, who is, do you think wait, is going to win this so one? If invisibility is on the board, then I get to put invisibility in, correct? You get to put invisibility no, you in. Don't, yeah, I do. For, <laughs> for four or five. Okay. You can only for, change it out for four or five. Why can I only change it out for four or five? Because I was going to take, I took shape shifting after, it has to go down the order. Okay. Right? So sure. invisibility has to be either four or five, basically. Okay. Um, I will take invisibility over water bending. Okay. I love that we have all like collectively <laughs> like a three-way handshake here that we can change that our we're picks. Just like we're being change. nice that to each great. other. I'm, I'm looking at you, looking at your guys superheroes and in real time I'm 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 probably fucking you guys up. I don't know man, you can't find me cuz like I'm either invisible or I'm teleporting all around you. Sir, I can time travel <laughs> well, back and just like Lizzie eliminate you from Burr. Lizzie well, can't that, die. That, that I can heal myself in real time. Like if you're going to time travel back and just like do something where you, you know, don't allow me to be born or something like that, then of course you're I would do that, Jock, that, yeah. and I'm immortal. Like, I would come back to life if you killed me, and then I would go back in time and make sure you didn't make it to that moment. Oh I am the evilest yeah. superhero ever. Yeah. No, no. So, but, in, but in real time, like, if you, if you sneak up on me, like, w with your invisibility, I'm too fast. I'll know you're there, and I'll just turn around <laughs> and whack you with my superhuman. <laughs> This would like, be. I don't know. And, then, and then also, I'm too smart. So, like, I'm always going to know that something's going on. You will, but I can read your mind and I can access your smartness, you know? Oh. <laughs> well, if you guys would have let me take, like, power absorption, I would have been able to do you, that too. Your but y'all said powers were all like, <laughs> I want to be all powerful. Yeah. My power is all the powers. <laughs> who wouldn't pick that? <laughs> Tell me one person who was like, you have whatever you want in this world power wise. Why would you be like all of them? Um, that's why you would be the best supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I win, to be honest with you. <laughs> we're gonna see we're gonna have to put the poll out we're on twitter 100 percent putting this on twitter and letting everybody vote and also uh jock i do want to ask you are you back on twitter is that really you that's really me i'm back okay. on twitter. so what's the handle again uh well somebody Thanks. took jock Landale, so it's now landale jock landale jock yes at All landale right. jock so follow him that is the real jock landale at landale jock we're building the twitter back up all right, you heard it, people. Go follow Jock. He's back on Twitter. Um, Jock, before we let you go, I do have a couple super chats to read to you from the chat. Where'd the first one go? Let me find it. Uh, Pre-Rush said, Jock, you and those offensive rebounds, exclamation point, in the fourth quarter start. Money. Mm -hmm. Sending you a little love there. And then we have one more from DC. Said it once, and I'll say it again. Katie and Jock better than MJ and Pippen. <laughs> There we go. If that doesn't uh, give you a boost of confidence, I don't know what will, Jock. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. 
<laughs> All right, Jack. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. We appreciate oh, you. Uh, good I luck know. on Friday, and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. See you. Bye. All right, guys, we're going to continue the conversation on here, dive a little bit more into maybe some adjustments, things we saw from game two, mm. and of course, a little bit more on Chris Paul and what that might mean for the Suns. But, you know, seems like a conversation maybe we shouldn't have with Jock or anybody in the, sure. uh, on the Suns team present. But first, I do want to remind you, our friends over at Four Peaks have the best beer that you can get your hands on. And that beer goes hand in hand with Suns basketball. So make sure you are stocked up before Friday's game tips off. Also, there's some really cool things that are going on with Four Peaks right now and the community. So they have Four Peaks, Four Seats, where they're giving one lucky winner four seats to an upcoming D-backs game. You can get more information on that by heading over to their Instagram, at Four Peaks Brew. They are also doing Teacher Appreciation Week, which starts on May 8th. And you can nominate a teacher to win grants, Four Peaks swag, and a grand prize of custom makeover of their teacher's lounge by going to Four Peaks fourteachers.org to nominate a teacher today. Again, make sure you check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. And a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you drink responsibly. Also, if you are working on putting together your little viewing cave or mm -hmm. wherever you want in your house to like spruce it up with some fun sports memorabilia, FOCO has your back. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They also have apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, so much more. You can see we have a whole bunch of little tchotchkes here at PHNX, and a lot of them came from FOCO, and we absolutely love them. Do you like that word? Tchotchkes. That's one of my favorite words. I was going to say knickknacks, but tchotchke works Tchotchkes too. are my fave. Uh, <laughs> FOCO has your back for Arizona sports, and they have uh, all the great stuff as well. Get the best gear around by visiting foco.com and of course using that promo code PHNX for all non pre sale items. Use that promo code PHNX for 10% off. Okay, we do have one more super chat and then we will dive back into the Sun's conversation. This one is from DC. DC said, Lindsay rocking that Mi Vida Loca 90s look. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you like it. It's it's very different. Um, I feel weird with my hair up, but I'm trying to lean into it. I just so came thank back, you for the compliments, you guys. I just came back from Denver, and you would have fit right in. It's, Somebody it's said that Denver in the vibe. chat, too. Yeah. They're like, Lindsay looks like she just stepped outside of her house in Denver to go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually stepping outside to time travel and ruin the universe. Well, but. you know, who says I would? I just want to know that I, I can. I say that you would. Here's I 100% think that. I just want to know that I can. That's the biggest beef. I wouldn't necessarily tap into it unless it was warranted. Okay. Okay. But I want to know that I can. So you're telling me if you like woke up, stub your toe on the table, you're not going to reverse time. To no, do that. I wouldn't think that would just go. Okay. I would just do the Peter Griffin. Oof, ah, <laughs> ah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I would move on with my life. Okay. So it's just, you know, it's fine. I it's just, whatever. I don't trust that you would not abuse that power. There's a good point. possibility that at some point it's like a 99.9% .9 at some point in time I would. Right. That's your literal but it wouldn't be immediate. Story. It wouldn't be immediate. And I guarantee you, I would have a good reason. Okay. Anyway, back <laughs> to Suns basketball. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about the Chris Paul injury. Sure. So again, the Suns sent out an update. Chris Paul does have a groin strain. They listed him as day-to-day. -day, mm -hmm. And they sent out a tweet about that and a press release. But before that came out, we also got a tweet from Sham Sharania, and Sham said that Chris Paul will be reevaluated in one week after the MRI that they had done. So, how, which what do you believe more, a week or day to day? I believe both, honestly, and this is why the last two times that Chris Paul has missed significant times, both of those injuries were labeled as day to day. Um, and I feel like, you know, a week you can get away with labeling that as day to day. So yeah. it would not surprise me if they have a secret set reevaluation date a week away. Um, but they also like to keep things fluid and not put a time limit or a public time frame on it because then obviously when that time frame comes, we ask about it and they don't like dealing with any of that type of stuff. So I... I'm pretty sure they're preparing for at least game three without Chris Paul. Um, you know, Monty talked about having two different game plans based on whether he's back or whether he's not. 
uh, campaign basically admitted like, yeah, I'm preparing to start for mm -hmm. game one. So I'm guessing he's out for at least games three and four, probably five. So I, I think both can technically be correct. But when they label a Chris Paul injury day to day, it might be closer to week to week, um, especially at his age. Groin injuries are difficult to overcome. So we'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong on that, but I would I would probably lean more shams in terms of return timeline. Yeah, I agree. It just I don't trust the Suns anymore with the injury <laughs> um, updates that they give, especially around Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. I think you have to take that with a grain of salt in and of itself. But with Chris Paul, you 100 percent have to. Yeah. Um. So I would be surprised if we see Chris Paul definitely for game three. Mm. But I would also still be surprised for game four. Yeah. Now, the campaign thing, that that's that was interesting to me because at practice today, like, I don't know if you got the same vibe because you were in person. I was watching via Zoom. Mm. But campaign looked he looked really hype. Mm -hmm. Like he he yes. was excited. Like he he had a lot of energy behind his answers. Mm -hmm. Do you, did you get the same vibes from him? Yeah. I mean, he literally said, like, I'm geeked out just to be back and playing again because yeah. um, he missed that time with the low back soreness. And then, you know, his first game back, he didn't really play much, if at all. Didn't play in game one, I don't think. Um, so this is a situation where, for whatever reason, he's had to work his way back into the rotation. Now he's being bumped up into the starting unit. And look, campaign has been up and down this season a little bit, but he does have experience filling in for Chris Paul. You go back to the Western Conference Finals a few years ago against the Clippers. Everybody remembers the value, but a lot of people forget that without campaign's 29 points in that game, like you're not even positioned to have the the value. So mm -hmm. I hope that he's able to draw on that type of experience. And he was saying that's a big thing. And the other big thing is pushing the pace. Like we saw in game two, the Suns play with a lot more intention, with a lot more pace in their offense. Um, in their offense, they couldn't shoot for shit, but they were running a lot more sets. They were getting quality looks um, and they were making Denver's defense work a lot more than they did in game one. So Hopefully that's the silver lining of not having Chris Paul because the offense was humming when Chris Paul got hurt in that third quarter. Um, but you're hoping that now you can play a little bit more with tempo. You can challenge Jokic directly when he comes up to the level on screen and rolls. If campaign is careening off of those at full speed. Um, so you're, you're just kind of hoping that having another ball handler who can attack the basket will help open things up from three as well. Yeah. And I think it's also just kind of a different look. Right. Mm -hmm. We talked about people were asking us after game one, like, should you double Jamal Murray? What should we do defensively differently? And one of the, the things Saul had said was just throw different looks at them. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's something different. Campaign brings something different. Campaign. You want to talk about because that was another thing Saul was mentioning. Like he was like, we don't have that Dylan Brooks kind of guy on our team, mm -hmm. per se, if you get what I'm saying, um, which I'm kind of glad we don't. But yeah. if there was somebody on our team who was close to being that kind of guy, it's campaign. Campaign is a little bit of a pest, mm -hmm. right? But in the best way possible. He also is the energy guy. He's always going to play with energy. He's He just seems like he wakes up in the morning. He's like a six-year-old, right? Yeah. All the energy <laughs> in the world, ready to go, mm -hmm. completely balls to the wall. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's campaign. Right. And that could be beneficial. If nothing else, it makes everybody else a little bit more energized and ready to go too. Yeah, exactly. He's he's the guy that when you when his song comes on in the car, he's absolutely vibing, singing yes. at full like top of his lungs. top of his lungs. Yes. And that's every song that comes on. Yes. So like campaign, <laughs> he's that energy guy. Hopefully we see that in game three. Um they, they need him to play well. He said mm -hmm. after game two, like the biggest thing for him, just shoot better. Um, cause he, I think he was one for seven, obviously the bench struggled to score. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be called upon to hit some of those looks that he's getting, um, and just be himself. Like that's the biggest thing that they always emphasize to cam when he has to fill in for Chris Paul is like, yes, we need you to take care of the ball to set up the offense, to table set, but also like do what you do. Don't try to be Chris because nobody is Chris, just right. be campaign. And I think campaign being himself will help in this matchup in, mm -hmm. in terms of just turning up the energy, uh, hopefully putting more points on the board and playing with more pace. All right. So you mentioned the bench there. Yes. We don't know what different rotations are going to look like in game three. We don't know if campaign is going to officially start or not. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But money did say something interesting today at practice about yes. our guys. <laughs> TNT. Yes. It's a tough one. Um, I, I can do a better job of putting more uh, 
scorers on the floor and, and living with whatever warts may come with that uh, just to free those guys up so they don't have to do it every single time down the floor. And uh, we'll make those adjustments accordingly. Those are two guys that um, see significantly more time. You know, those kinds of decisions only hurt you when you <laughs> when you have an injury. Then you wish you could have gotten those guys a bit more reps to prepare for that. So we have these days to get ready for that. And the guys who play. You know, we were in a good rhythm right before Chris got hurt. Um, with Cam playing in the second unit and Chris playing with the starters. Now we just have to adjust. So, yeah. Everybody that's been clamoring for Terrence Ross, TJ Warren minutes, hopefully, if Monty is true to his word here, we will see them in game three. And I think this is the right approach. You know, a lot of people are making a big deal about the the comment about, you know, whatever warts may come with that. I think that's the kindest way to acknowledge that Ross and Warren are defensive liabilities without mm-hmm. throwing them under the bus. Um, <laughs> Monty always kind of talks in those sort of folksism. So I wouldn't read too much into that personally. Yeah, that's kind of just who he is and how he speaks. Right. He's acknowledging the reason why he hasn't been willing to play them and why, you know, there there will be drawbacks to having them out there, especially if both of them are out there at the same time. But, but let's just go have a shootout. Yeah, but like... 150 let's, points? Let's do it. Yeah, put some points on the board. Like, get some offense out there. Your bench <laughs> is averaging like negative two points per game right now. For real, You though. need to get some points on the board and you need to space <laughs> the floor because the, the original question was how do you ease the load on Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, and he offered, like, we need to put more offense out there. So um, we're going to see that in Game 3, and hopefully it pays off because Lord knows, especially now with campaign being bumped into the starting unit, like, the bench scoring is very minimal. They need to attack the mismatches with Jock Landale better. They need to put Terrence Ross and TJ Warren out there and let them get buckets, Um, and they honestly... They'll probably get some Landry Shamit minutes. And I know that nobody's going to be excited about that. But, you know, unless Damian Lee comes out and proves like that was an aberration in terms of how bad I shot in game two, we might see it. But, yeah. Well, at least we will all be able to watch it together and then change our opinions if need be together as a group instead of right now. I think that's the biggest thing because somebody on Monday night was like, what is the point of putting um, Terrence, uh, Terrence Ross and TJ Warren out there? Like, what are we hoping to get from it? You know, what are, like, mm. why is everybody continuing clamoring for this? And people in the chat were like, we just want to see if it helps. Right. And at this point, at least then we'll see. We'll yeah. know for sure. There's no questioning. Then, then you know, I don't want to say this out loud, but depending on how the rest of this round goes, at least there won't be as many what ifs. Yes. Leave no stone unturned. Yes. Make adjustments because clearly the bench is still working through it. I think they found something with Jock Landell mm-hmm. in terms of punishing the small ball lineups because those have been, you can't lose the non-Jokic minutes. Like that's And a that's been rough. It's been rough. Um, so I think they found something with him. I think, obviously, just putting campaign in the game was the right adjustment. It shouldn't have been an adjustment, but it's the right move, uh, putting him in over Landry Shamit. And then I honestly think if Damian Lee can just knock down some shots, he's played hard defensively. He had a couple of offensive rebounds where he tapped the ball out, um, and and he's used to making shots in playoff moments, so hopefully he can turn that around. Uh, If you add a Ross or a Warren in there as well, I think you're in a much better place with the bench rotation. And then now it's just a matter of making shots, which we know the, those guys can do, um, turning it into a bit of a track meet a little bit. Yeah. So speaking of making shots, that was one thing that the Sun struggled with in game two. A little bit. And Gerald, you kind of looked at the shooting numbers between game one and game two. So why don't you kind of break this down for us? Yeah. So NBA.com divides up a team's shots into four categories. It's tight where there's zero to two feet of space between the defender and the shooter uh, or sorry, very tight, zero to two feet, tight, two to four feet, uh, open four to six feet and wide open, which is six feet plus to the nearest defender. Um, so in game one, the Suns, the Suns shot six for 18 on open or wide open threes. So that's 33%. That's already not very good on relatively makeable shots. But in game two, they were three for 20 on those same looks, which is 15%. Um, That's horrible. And and a lot of people were countering with like, yeah, the Suns don't shoot a lot of threes, though. Fair, but they shot the 17th most threes in the regular season. So they were subpar, but they were not dead last like they are right now. They took about 33 threes per game in the regular season. In the playoffs, it's been closer to like 23-24. They've got to get that number up, obviously, um, and they've got to let their bench players shoot and build that rhythm 
but these are open or wide open shots. These are professionals. Like even if you come in, you check in the game and you get one shot, these are shots you're expected to make. Um, three for 20 is terrible. If you even just have an average shooting night from three, especially on looks that typically you make around 40 plus percent of, you win game two easily. Mm -hmm. Like, And I think that's the source of frustration after that game, like Jock alluded to. We defended really well. Yeah. We held one of the highest scoring offenses in the NBA to 97 points, but we could only manage 87 ourselves. Like that's a killer. And it was a horrible time for one of their worst shooting nights of the season. Um, if you, I think there's a Twitter account called Shot Quality and they take a look at based on what your expected percentages are on every shot, who should win each game. The Suns should have won game two by like 14 points or something if they just made the normal percentage of shots that they make on those shots. So um, hopefully we see them bounce back in game three. We know role players play better at home. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully that home crowd's able to give them that confidence boost and, and they can bust the offense open a little bit. Yes, hopefully. As Vaughn put it in the chat, we're effing do a game. We are. We are. A hundred percent, Vaughn. Like we really are. Mm -hmm. And why not game three? Yeah. Why, not? why it, not? You know how much fun it would be on a Friday night to celebrate a son's win? It would be nice. Especially with how we've had to talk about these games. Mm -hmm. Uh game one and game two. I would love to I'm have just, a son's win. And I would love for it to be a complete blowout. Right. We just are a only, nightmare of the game for the Nuggets. We are only two games into the series and we are already talking about Firing money, trading for Kyrie, oh trading DA. In the chat right now, listen, I'm not trying to throw shade, but you are getting way too far ahead of yourself on this one. Somebody said that we should trade KD back to the Warriors for some of their role players. What? Like for, for like depth and stuff. No. I don't. Let me see if I can find this comment. What? And I was like, we're, we can't be there already, you just guys. Don't, just no. don't talk about the offseason. Right. We are not there we're yet. Not, we, like, will, we will get to the offseason when we get to the offseason. And I also know that like things look a little bleak yeah but like we're not there yet you have to ha i get it we're suns fans mm. we've been through this m many 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 times yes. i cannot stress <laughs> that enough yes but you have to have faith as yeah, jock stop. said stop and as jock said about money at practice today if you don't believe you're going to win this game you're not going to win this game right. and we have to be a part of that belief system yes okay yeah, I mean, like, fans are going to fan. I get it. We're going to be irrational at times when things don't go our way. Yes, 100%. And, and, that's okay. And that's been something that's been happening all season. It's not like it's just a now that we're down 2-0 thing. Like, people have been talking about trading DA or banishing Chris Paul to Siberia or whatever, like, all season <laughs> long. But, like, we need to realize that, like, a playoff series doesn't start until the road team wins on the road. And if they win these two games, if they take care of business at home, suddenly they have all the momentum going back to game five mm -hmm. against a team that they should have beat in game two. Yes. And with a chance to win that game and then try and close out at home. Like we've seen this happen to the Suns multiple times. Like they went up 2-0 against the Bucks, lost four straight, went, went up 2-0 against the Mavericks, lost four of the next five. Like it's not out of the question if, if you take care of business at home that you build momentum and suddenly you turn a series. Like, Libertarian Sasquatch said, y'all down way too bad. Way too bad. Way too bad, you guys. If we lose, do you think, okay, this is another question. Hmm. And maybe this is a bigger conversation for tomorrow. Sure. So you can kind of keep it vague or brief. Mm. Are game three and four must wins? Yes. You, so you cannot, if you lose game three, it's over. Because no, yeah. no NBA team has ever come back from down 3-0. Um, and if you lose game four, I think Nuggets probably close it out in five. I'd be shocked. Like coming back from a 3-1 deficit is possible, especially if you have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. But against this Nuggets team, I that building will be rocking. And I don't think you're going to win a game five. I think at that point you're demoralized by the fact that you lost a game two. You should have won. You lost one game at home that you needed to win. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really hard to come back from mentally. Okay. Well, until that happens. Yeah. Let's let's stay one game at a time. Even kill. Right. Never too high. Never too low. Right. And if uh, if you feel like you're just getting a little bit of extra upset because you're hungry, 
We might have recommend our friends over at Circle K for some snacks. If you're hangry about the suns. I mean, listen, we are all we all know that if you get hungry, you get angry. There's a reason why there's a literal word for it. We're okay. Suns fandom into a Snickers commercial. You're we not are. You when you're hungry. You can get a Snickers at Circle K. You can also get an iced coffee at Circle K. So if you haven't eaten and you just want to add more coffee and make you even more jittery, mm-hmm. you can do that at Circle K. You can also get a Polar Pop. You can get some beer. You can get Red Bulls and Monsters. All the things that you can need to cure your hanger or your thirst. Mm-hmm. You can find at Circle K. You can also get great gas. And right now we've got a little promo for you. So make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff Circle K has to offer. And text PHNX to 31310 to join their tech subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Polar Pops are the best. It's also a really good like treat if you have kids after school you take them to circle k they get to get either a slushy polar pop or whatever Mm -hmm. treat they want to get from the fountain drinks um and then you can buy one get one free and it's even better because it's an inexpensive treat right right? Mm -hmm. because sometimes you roll through other places and you're like damn i'm out 12 dollars now for this kid right (laughs) like i love you but i can't do this every day but you could go to circle k more often especially if you have a bogo deal so head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And also if the hanger is not the issue and you just need a good night's sleep or some chill time, OG's Brands has you covered. They are dedicated to creating innovative and memorable canis infused products that flavor life's journey. Sometimes you just need a good night's rest mm-hmm. and they're Aqua Berry flavored sleep edition gummy is great for that. It is a CB1, CBN, THC, two to one ratio that helps you with rest, relaxation, falling and staying asleep. And it tastes really good too. So that's the icing on the cake. You can find them at your local dispensary or by checking out ogsbrands.com. You do have to be 21 years or older and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right, Gerald, to round out today's show. Like, I know you're going to be mad about this already because of the things that are happening on social media around it. Uh But Kevin Durant's going to be in Call of Duty, and that's pretty cool. Yes. Regardless of what anybody on the Internet thinks, it's pretty cool. Yes, it is. And we got our our first images of the mock-up of, like, his skin of him going to be in the game. I think it launches May 10th. Um, if we, if we have those images, yeah. So he, (laughs) it looks pretty lifelike, honestly. It's kind of scary. I mean, they did a pretty good job. This is almost better than like 2K's renditions of players. It's, it's very impressive. Um, and that's, that's pretty exciting for him to be in the game. Uh, I'm not a bit, are you a big Call of Duty person? I, I don't. I'm not. Um, I, maybe one day I wouldn't mind playing it. I just, I love shooter games in in general. So Um, I'm not anti Call of Duty. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are a gamer, so he's going to be joining Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Season 3 Reloaded as an official operator on May 10th. So definitely be on the lookout for that. But it was kind of funny because I had been dying to ask this question, um, at practice today, as soon as I saw these images, (laughs) because we all know Devin Booker is a huge call of duty fan that's his game um so now his new teammate is in the game so i asked him uh are you going to talk to kevin about getting yourself in the game and and this is what he had to say oh yeah man i talk about it every day he'd even bring it up to me i hit him this morning like come on bro you weren't even gonna let me know need a code or something um that's exciting man i'm excited for may 10th you had the tag in the gulag, and you thought you would I thought sort of I hide yourself so. a bit. And no, then... once they did the Messi and Pogba, like I knew they yeah, could do it, and it's, yeah, it's a dream of mine. Maybe you're next. Maybe you put yeah, no, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous right now. So Book's got to get in there at some point in the He's near future, to. right? Yeah, he was he was laughing after he walked out of the scrum. He was like, I logged more hours than anybody on this game. Than well, that's so. okay. Can I just like... Yeah, this is no shade to Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. This is super cool for Katie. And obviously Katie is is Kevin Durant. Like Mm -hmm. we get it. Right. But if there is one player in this league who (laughs) stands for Call of Duty, Mm. it is Devin Booker. (laughs) Like the amount of free publicity that game has gotten from Devin Booker over the years. Like Mm. put that man in your game. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of laughing that KD didn't say anything to him. Probably just woke up to a text from Book like, yo, man, what the hell? Right? Like you're not even going to tell me. Yep. 
And Katie's probably like, well, I don't want to have to make the connection for you. Yep. <laughs> Just kidding. Book's, book's going to force that issue. I guarantee it. We're, oh, we're going to see Devin gracious. Booker on that game in the near future. I'm, uh, I'm sure of it. Also, Priscilla in the chat said, LOL, I just saw Twitter raging on Gerald's tweet about this. Yeah. If you are one of those people who is kind of upset by players having an outside life, mm-hmm. Um, as Gerald put it on Twitter, maybe just touch grass for a minute. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, didn't Book say it after game one, too? Or was it in the Clippers series? He talked yeah. about just getting on, logging some minutes on Call of Duty just to kind of get a break mentally right. from all the things. And then he balled the fuck out after doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I, I get so it. So, like, Devin, you can play video games. Right. And I want to clarify this, too, because this was the first video of Book that I posted from practice today. But it was the very last question yeah. that I asked after four or five minutes of all playoff questions. I wanted to ask it um, because, A, I was curious, and B, like, some levity around this time is necessary. Like, yeah. if these guys just dwelled on the pressure of the playoffs, of being down 2-0, of Chris Paul being out now, of all these questions that are being asked about the series itself, like, you'd snap from that. You need some outlets during this time of year to relax. Um, not everyone has to be focused on their job all the time, even if your job is getting paid millions of dollars to play basketball. Um, Mm -hmm. Like these guys are very aware that they're blessed to do what they do. But at the same time, it is stressful. It can be stressful. You need an outlet. And it was was just fun, light content that we all could use right now. So if you have a problem like this is what he's focused on down 2-0, like again, please go outside, feel the sun on your face and touch grass. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe try playing a video game. They're 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 pretty fun. I mean, I enjoy them. Mm -hmm. I think it was maybe Kellen who made this comment on Twitter if it wasn't Kellen, somebody did, and I laughed out loud mm-hmm. at it. Somebody was like, so Katie's head going to be up over all the walls? Is he going to be able to actually <laughs> yeah. crouch down? Yeah. Look, we gotta, <laughs> Is he going to be that tall in the game, too? I, don't know I need how to a, know. I don't know how a seven-foot sniper is going to fare in the game. but Right? Yeah. Like, this seems like a pretty large target to put on his back, literally, right. figuratively, whatever it is. But yep. I thought that that made me laugh. That yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> All right, Gerald, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? No, everyone just relax. We'll we'll get to what happens in the offseason when the offseason is here. But this team still has a very good chance to make this a competitive series at home. Yes. Uh, even without Chris Paul. So hopefully they're able to make the necessary adjustments and move forward and keep an eye out for adjustments heading into game three. I'll be writing something up on that. Uh, either for tomorrow or for Friday. Yes, absolutely. Thank you all for joining us today. We had a great time hanging out with you. Um, We'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. with another show for you. Saul should be back for that one. Espo will be back next week, just so everyone who's been asking. Um, That's kind of where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. Saul will be back tomorrow. Espo will be back next week. And then we'll let you know how things go from there. But until we we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. And you can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. Gerald, you get to take us home today. Go outside and touch grass. I said it. I'll say it again. Ahoy, hoy.